My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to the travel and cruise industry news podcast for this, the 27th day of September 2023, with special guests Nate Valier of Alaska and Yukon Tours. We'll get to Nate in just a second. We do have a couple news stories this morning. The main headline today, two islands impose tax on Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean also has raised the age limit for the solarium. The Ritz-Carlton Lima floated out this morning. And, of course, a weather update. That and lots more live here at 11 o'clock. Eastern Daylight Time. Coming to you, by the way, from Bedford County, Central Virginia area. Uh, typical seasonal day today. It's been cool at night. Days have been nice, but not hot. Uh, as you can tell, I've got a sweatshirt on. The mornings are still cold. Of course, I've been up since pretty early today. And uh, Pete and I worked with uh, our friends up at Viva Voyages for about an hour this morning. So there's not going to be a solo cruise deal show this week uh, since we already invested an hour into the solo cruise stuff already today. So that's, that's off my schedule now for the a remainder of the day, thank goodness. I'm not sure my voice would hold out for three shows. All right, guys, today is National Chocolate Milk Day. You know what to do. I don't know. If you got some chocolate syrup in the refrigerator? Just mix a little chocolate syrup and some milk. Stir it up. That'll work. I... I'm not a real big chocolate milk drinker, but, uh, you know, I'm not opposed to it at all. I don't have any problem at all with celebrating that one today. 
If you're listening via the podcast, you can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcasts from. All the big guys, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Pandora, Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, any of them. Just search for travel and cruise industry news, and voila, up pops the fat travel guy. If you are listening by the podcast and you ever want to jump over to the uh, video feed so you can check out pictures or clips or interviews that I'm using on that day's show, there's always a link in the description of the podcast so you can do just that. All right. One quick announcement about the Norwegian Epic. the deadline is wasn't really extended, but the final deadline is tomorrow. So you can still call to get in on the, that's the January 28th hosted solo cruise. Uh, tomorrow is the day that all the money's due in. So that's the deadline for booking it. Uh, but if you're still interested in going, just give Viva a call. You can get in uh, today. All right, well, let's run over a couple of these uh, this morning before we actually get to uh, my buddy, Nate. Um, all right, first of all, that's Emma. She's in Nagasaki today. This is my friend, Andy Shell. Uh, this was for the uh, gala night on the Zandam. That's what I call doing it upright. This is uh, our friend Ken Cameron. She's from, you know, out in Oregon. She's at uh, in Portland Harbor, Maine today. She and her friends that she's sailing with. I'm not going to introduce this fella because y'all know who he is. He's with the largest fiddle in Nova Scotia. Uh, that's my buddy Rob on Wonder of the Seas. That's from Guga and Rob. That's the Rob part. Oh, that was, I got that's one of Nate's pictures. I'll do that after to get to Nate. Uh, this is, uh, Lizzie Lou. Uh, she's misbehaving a little bit in Rotterdam. Of course, that's, uh. An adult beverage. She's allowed. She's old enough. She, by the way, she's hosting the, the cruise on the Virtuosa. I did make a mistake yesterday on uh, my buddy Sylvia. Her birthday was yesterday. She celebrated by going to a Minnesota Twins game. She got done in Fargo, North Dakota, and came back over to Minneapolis. And she celebrated last night going to a Twins game. I indicated yesterday it's her 50th birthday. It's not. It's her 49th birthday yesterday. So I didn't mean to uh, insult uh, Sylvia. So her birthday, it's her 49th birthday. And she's made it to 50 states. All right. This is uh, Gretchen. 
in Aarhus, Denmark. It's good to hear from Gretchen. All right, guys. With uh, no further ado, here's my interview with Nate. My special guest this morning on the Travel and Cruise Industry News podcast is Nate Bellier of Alaska and Yukon Tours. You know, Nate and I have worked together on a cruise. We did a cruise together. Uh, We're getting ready to do another one uh, soon. He's been on this channel numerous times. So with no further ado, Nate, welcome back to the Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. That's great. Thanks, Tony. Alaska has had, at least by the numbers, a really good year this year. Mm -hmm. But it has been fraught with some problems as we're getting toward the end of the season. And one of them deals from the expansion of the season to include April into October. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell us what kind of problems that has meant for you and the excursion folks in Alaska. Well, just because it's there doesn't mean it's a good idea all the time. And what's sad is the the cruise lines and the public don't really realize how bad the weather is. Um, I think in the past two and a half weeks, I just can't tell you every day I come in, and get emails from the Ketchikan Chamber, Sitka Chamber, Skagway Chamber, Juno Chamber. Hey, this ship's delayed, canceled due to fog in Endicott Arm or Hubbard or Glacier Bay. It's going to be skipping, going early. Um, I've never seen so many disruptions to uh, cruise ship itineraries in 15 years. And this is only mid-September. You know, normally the cruises tend to, you know, before COVID, I want to say our last ship was right around like September 20th, which has it leaving, you know, Vancouver, Seward, Whittier, um, Seattle, like around the 15th uh, or a little bit earlier. And now they're running all the way through. I think the last departure is October 22nd. And it just, it blows my mind. Now, if they're marketed correctly and make sure people are aware, Hey, when you get to Skagway, nothing's going to be open. You know, it's, it's kind of a good idea because then you can stay on a ship. You can see the beauty of Alaska. You can, you know, really take in possibility of Northern lights and and, and enjoy Alaska without having 15,000 people in port. But on the other hand, everything's closed. You know, even today was the last day of a restaurant here in Skagway. Um, you know, even for me for lunch, uh, Bruco is going to stay open. Fishco is closed. Um, Smokehouse is closed. Northern lights is closed. Uh, Cafe on Fifth is closed. Bonanza's closed. Uh, Bites on Broadway's closed. So it's like, where do you go to eat? And there's just like right now, we had uh, I think like six thousand people in port today. There was nowhere for them to go. Um, the, all the sled dog camps are shut down, but Michelle Phillips, uh, the train's still running, and you can still drive up the pass. Uh, people can rent cars, but for the most part, the number of excursions available, you know, it's kind of been halved. And there's helicopter tours are pretty much done for the year. Um, whale watching is really winding down. You know, no one's having that. Hey, if you see a whale, you if you don't see a whale, you get it free. They don't do that anymore in September and October. Uh, some whale watching boats even didn't launch last week in Juneau because it was too windy. 
and his seas were rough. So it's really kind of, it's a challenge right now. And I feel bad because I've warned a lot of travel agents, you know, hey guys, this isn't the best time of year to come up. And they just left on a big cruise on Princess with uh, Carmen, you know, the VP of sales leading it. And you know what? I bet it's going to turn around and they're going to have amazing weather, you know, so it's going to bite me in the ass, I think. Uh, but the weather's been pretty bad. Uh, it's gone from, you know, 65 degrees and 70 down to, you know, we're getting like 33, 34 at night. We're running our heaters in our units, um, in our buildings. And it's, it's to be honest, it's been pretty miserable all over Southeast. Yeah. Um, and I think with September, it's just because, and that's why it's cheaper, is because the weather is a challenge. It's not like May, you know, when everything's open. Um, and on that extent, even April, you know, these early April cruises, the weather is better. Um, you know, we do get a lot of fog still. We, we get some cloud cover, but we don't have the rain going sideways. But nothing's open. You're going to get to Juno and, I mean, Fudge Company won't even be open in, as far as I know. So, All right. One of the things that, that just from my experience up there on my, what now, four trips to Alaska, the, if it's 35 to 40 degrees and you're on a cruise ship on the water, that's flipping cold. Mm-hmm. And, and once you get closer to the glacier, it's another 20 degrees colder. Add in the wind, yeah, and you're going to be freezing your butt off. So like on yeah. the cruise we were on, you know, I, I, I first thought I got sick just from being in the hot tub in the back and having to run in this cold wind blowing on my face to get inside. Uh, you know, I thought that triggered my allergies. So, of course, we get to Vancouver and, you know, we know how that all ended. Um but, you know, I thought it was just allergies that hit me. It's like, oh, crap. You know, here I am in a hot tub, back of a ship, you know, drinking my butt off, you know, trying. My friends and I try to get the 15 limit on Princess. None of us, we, we couldn't do it. No, you can't um, do that. <laughs> it got close. I think I, thir- I think I hit 13. But, um, you know, it was it was just really cold. And, you know, a lot of people on the ship we run were miserable. So I, I just... And our, our dates were good. You know, we were last week of August. Um, yeah. And so September is just really much a challenge. Yeah. Uh, you know, be prepared to be on the ship. You know, get some deals in the spa. You know, if the ship is part of your destination, then even better. But if you're on a smaller ship like we see from, um, uh, you know, I hate to point out Holland America because they are a good line. But they do have the smallest ships, which means less to do not as much activities, you know, you're going to have a much different time than someone on Norwegian Encore or Bliss where right. you've got freaking go-karts. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people really like that. Some people like me don't care about that. I'd rather be on the smaller ship sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, I've got friends on the Jewel right now and they're aware of the weather, but they're happy because the Jewel, unlike, you know, the that class of Norwegian ship, you know, you've got the thermal spa above the bridge. So you can right. actually go in there, and I've done it too. You know, I've been in the hot tub and the, you know, the thermal spa is where going through Indicott Arm. So I, I think as long as you know what you're in for, then come up. But don't plan your whole life for an Alaska trip and and come up now. On these weird dates. Just, stick no, stick to the nice conservative middle of the road path. I don't usually say that, folks. 
spend your money, you know, your money's, your money's well earned and hard earned and, you know, or the credit card company is going to, you know, come after you, but make it worthwhile. So that I really would urge people who've never been up here, never cruised, stick to the middle of May to the end of August. Um, because, you know, even though we still get bad weather in the summer, it's not like this. Yeah. Um, at least in the summer, you have a chance of going on a helicopter. You have a chance of seeing more whales. You've, you've got the opportunity. But right now in Skagway, I want to say five operators are closed. If you go to Vider right now to buy, book anything in Skagway, people's mouths are going to drop at how few options we have. And even going into October, um, Skagway Tours is one of the last people staying open. Um, Alaska Excursions, which does the zip line, they have uh, the dog sled camps and a couple others here in town. Their finale party was last night, yeah. you know, so they're not operating anymore, as far as I know. Um, and then next week on the 29th is when everyone else tends to start closing up shops. So the suspension bridge closes, Michelle's camps close. Um, even in Whitehorse, a lot of the museums that are open, they go to weekend only hours. Um, and even Whitehorse is amazing, but uh, a couple of the car rentals here in town close. And in June, it's, everyone's going to try to stay open. They're doing their best. You know, I'm not here to dispel October tourism because, I mean, with the way the weather's been changing in our climate, you know, it may be a beautiful October. Yeah. Uh, but again, half the stuff you want to do and hear about isn't going to be open. Right. All right. I had a troubling story last week now, one day. Uh, that I thought I'd ask you about since you're up there and kind of in the middle of it. Okay. And that comes out of Sitka, where some of the residents are have started a movement to limit cruise ship passengers, much in the same way as it was done in Bar Harbor, Maine. It's yep. been a couple years in the making. What do you know about uh, Sitka's movement to limit cruise ship passengers? So um, I'm also a member of the Sitka Chamber and CVB. Actually, we do all their travel, um, so I know them pretty well. And this is the downside to mass tourism. Uh, Sitka used to get about 50 calls a year, and the ships would uh, come into port. They would tender, and then uh, people would be let off at the small boat harbor. So a couple years ago, through, I believe, two of the cruise lines, um, I'm not going to name them, it's not a bad thing, but they bought some land by the ferry terminal, which is on the north side of the island that Sitka is on. It's about a 15-minute drive. And so now there are two Panamax-level floating docks in Sitka. And as we've had more and more ships come up here, they have to go somewhere. And that's where Icy Strait and Sitka have exploded as destinations. Now, the problem with Sitka is, um, number one, don't watch the proposal that was filmed in Massachusetts and Maine. Sitka looks nothing like that, but it's close. You literally have one main street, which is about five blocks long, which has Wells Fargo, the churches on there, and all the shops. And there's literally nowhere for people to go. Um, and it's bad. And so I think they're going to win. And... Um, Sitka is an amazing place, but when you've got too many people, it's a miserable experience for everybody. You know, even Fortress of the Bears, they had to cut off entry because it was just too much. And so next year, they're going to have a, uh, a permitting type system where you have to get tickets in advance to go in there. 
Um, you know, because it's all about maintaining the experience. It's about, you know, I'm very much in key to try to sell travel. That's how I get paid. But if I have a crappy environment, nobody's going to want to come up here. So we need to protect that. We need to keep Alaska a pristine environment where people want to come up, where we don't become Vegas, you know, with bears and, and everything. So I think that we're getting to that breaking point. Uh, you know, next year, I think, is going to really make a lot of changes because in Juneau, everyone's upset. Skagway, people are, I, I mean, people are here on the fence because the beginning of the season, we saw what happens when a big ship doesn't come in port. And it really changed a lot of people's business acumen. At first, they're saying, oh, too many people, we're going to hate this. And and now, you know, since uh, Quantum doesn't come in here, it. That's 75,000 less people that it was noticeable. Um, But how do we get there is kind of what everyone's at. And how do we limit this? Um, It's not that people want to go as extreme as Bar Harbor, but it's more of how do we work with the cruise lines as Alaskans, as travel agents, travel trade, even consumers to make this still a viable economical destination for people. And the cruise lines have done that. Um, one of my independent packages to come up and travel here, you know, you're going to spend uh, probably 1800 bucks a person, you know, for airfare and all your excursions and, you know, a couple days in Juneau, Skagway, Glacier Bay, and then, you know, go up to Anchorage and Denali. But when you've got cruise lines offering seven night inside passage for $499, why bother, um, yeah. you know, with that? And so that that's really changed the dynamic of the marketplace. It's changed how people are feeling in doing business. Uh, prices are going up. It's harder to get workers. Airbnb's taken off and pushed a lot of people out. And uh, especially what's going on in Sitka, and I'll send you some pictures of your show. They've blocked off Main Street when there's more than 6,000 people in town and they divert traffic. Now what they've done is very smart and it's great for the tourists because they've turned the main street into like a bazaar, you know, so you have bathrooms and you've got, uh, and you've expanded business opportunities for people who aren't on that strip. So you can uh, rent tents and, you know, you have little kiosks, I guess, and food trucks and they, they've done a great job with that. So sick has tried to manage it, but unfortunately, you know, when too they got much, just too much too many people. Yeah. And there's just, and it's land. There's just, you know, I hate to say this, they need to pull an icy straight point out where they have something more built up for people to go. You know, and that's what we're seeing in the cruise line industry is we're seeing places like Amber Cove get built out more, you know, especially like in Rotan, you know, Rotan, you know, have, you've got uh, Coxon Hall oh, and I forgot the other place. Um, they're doing it in Belize, which is fantastic. Mahuwal, you know, with Costa Maya, they didn't build it big enough, you know, right. and it's just, there's a way to do it to make it worthwhile. And I think Sitka just doesn't have that infrastructure. You know, they don't have, you know, I hate to say the Disney rides an attraction like Icy Street, but they need that because at least on Icy Street, you can go somewhere. Um, you know, it can spread out. Whereas in Sitka, you're right smack in downtown. And, you know, just nonstop bus traffic back and forth on a two lane highway. It's really, really annoyed the locals. Yeah, so, I didn't, I wasn't really uh, opposed to the position of, of the folks that were trying to limit the traffic. I could, I could, from afar, I could understand the points that they were making. And, uh, and I find that knowing the other problems that have come out of 
this mass movement of trying to blow Alaska, you know, sky high. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's maybe maybe Alaska does need to pull back its horns a little bit and mm-hmm. and and get some more sensible planning into the whole thing and make like you said earlier a better experience for everybody yeah and that's the thing Sitka is not like Ketchikan and Juneau and Skagway where they've been core cruise ship ports since the beginning of the 60s you know when we first started getting um, I forgot the name of the cruise line that came up here uh you know we just don't Sitka was never set up for that Sitka has never been a cruise ship town and so that's why they were okay with a uh, couple of Norwegian and Holland America ships every year. So again, I do think it was like 52 berths a year. So a berth is when they, they actually dock. And when the Alaska season is a hundred and I think it's like 130 days, uh, you know, you do the math. So it sounds like one ship every other day. So that's manageable. Now with Sitka, it's tripled. You know, they're, they're now getting, um, I think they, they are lucky to get like one day a week of no ships. Uh, Skagway, that's going away next year. You know, we now have a very well-rounded schedule. Uh, Juno used to be Saturdays were the slow day, and they're not getting that. So I, I do suspect my old neighbor who started the referendum in Juno, you know, last year or year before, I can see her getting traction this year uh, just because $1.8 million is just too much. And kudos to Celebrity. We love Celebrity, but they're bringing up, uh, I think, uh, Edge. Next Edge. year, it's an extra, yeah. So that's replacing. They're doing some shuffling. So Millennium is being replaced. Uh, I think we still have Solstice and uh, Eclipse, maybe. You know, but now that they're bringing up the Edge, it's an extra 800 people sailing. Yeah. You know, and that adds up, and they're going to get it. You know, Celebrity's going to fill that ship, no problem, especially if Captain Kate's going to be on board, which is the rumors we're hearing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's all about, it's not about being anti-tourism. It's just how do we still maintain a quality of life and maintain this amazing environment that people want to come up and visit? Right. You know, and I think that's where we're at. I think that's where the breaking point is. When is enough enough? And, um, you know, even in Skagway, they're debating that with the new Ordog that they just started construction on it. Um, people like you are going to love it because it'll be a floating dock. So you no longer have to deal with the tide moving and, uh, you know, you you start and your dock is like this and you come back and it's flat. So it's going to be a floating dock next year, which is going to be a great benefit for everyone. But it's going to allow Panamax ships in here. Whereas right now you have to get uh, pre-Panamax. I forgot the name of the, the class, but uh, Broadway dock. Yeah, Broadway dock is limited to that. And the railroad dock has two spots that are Panamax rated. Um, so... <sighs> Like I said, being a travel agent, I also advocate for tourism as much as I can, but we just, we need to do a better job. All right, Nate. That's what I've been trying to get a hold of you for. So thank you so much for giving me a few minutes today and bringing us up to date on life in Alaska. Like I said, it's been wonderful, but yeah, I appreciate it. And, you know, I said, we do welcome people. We want to come up, but we want you to have a good time too. And it's hard to do if you come to an empty town and see clothes on everything. All right, Nate. Thanks again. Yep. We'll see you soon. Good deal. Thanks. All right, guys. Um, all right. 
I talked to Nate last night about uh, 11 o'clock my time. And since then, not only did he send me some pictures of Skagway, but he also sent me a report that he talked with the president of the Chamber of Commerce in Sitka uh, after I talked to him. And they've got a visitor task force working on this problem. So that's about as hot a news item as you can get. And these are just some shots of what they're doing in Sitka. And at least they, they bring in the porta potties. So they've got bathrooms there. And one other thing that happened, um, you know, Elizabeth is still in Copenhagen. They went out to dinner last night and she went to Rangoli, which is an Indian restaurant. And she said it was as good Indian food as she's ever had. And she eats at Indian restaurants literally all over the world. So Copenhagen's got a really good one. Uh, really a quick hello to uh, some of our guests in the chat room. I'm not going over there yet, but Kenneth, Mike, Denise. Welcome aboard, Denise. Hope you're still with us. Uh, Steve's here. Dennis is here. Hot Air Tom's here. We'll go over to the chat room. Uh, right after I take care of the news. And we'll get to the news after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, we're going to start off today with a uh, look at the weather. It's not near as bad as it's been, uh, and it's improving every day. Felipe turns west, uh, likely to weaken during the next few days. This is a little troubling. You know, it had, it was going to the northwest. Uh, and in that direction, it would literally miss everything. Well, it's turned it turned west, due west overnight. So it's now aiming more at the Leeward Islands. Currently, it's still 685 miles east of the northern Leeward Islands. Maximum sustained winds are 45 miles an hour. It's moving this morning. The last reading I had, it's moving directly west at 12 miles an hour. Pressure's at 1,003, so it's up another tick from yesterday. Uh, it's expected to move. They're still saying it should go west-northwestward uh, over the next couple of days. Is it going to interact with the Leeward Islands? I don't know. Uh, that's into a question mark now. 
They're also still saying gradual weakening during the next few days. Now, the one to really watch out for, I mean, obviously, we've got to watch Felipe just since it changed direction on us. But the one that's uh, following up behind is uh, it's getting worse and worse. Showers and thunderstorms continue to show signs of organization and association with an area of low pressure roughly halfway between Cabo and the Lesser Antilles. Environmental conditions are forecast to be conducive for development. Tropical depression or tropical storm is expected now to form today or tomorrow while the system moves west-northwestward again. Uh, at this point, I'm thinking it's too early to say that this is likely going to miss everything. I think we got to wait another day and look at that. They're talking about 90% uh, possibility of um, formation uh, change uh, in the next 48 hours, and then 90% for the next seven days. So this is going to be a big bad boy before it's over with. So I don't know, folks. I think this could be a bad one. But, you know, obviously I was wrong yesterday. So what can I say? All right. That's it for the weather today. Nothing in the Pacific. Yay. All right. The top news story this morning deals with uh, our friends over at Royal Caribbean, Port Authorities in the U.S. Virgin Islands approved a a proposal to charge each Royal Caribbean group cruise ship passenger a $5 fee to improve local port facilities. This fee will be implemented beginning January 1st. Brands that follow under the Royal Caribbean Group, of course, are Royal Caribbean International, Celebrity, and Silver Sea, officially referred to as the Capital Cost Recovery Charge. That's a fancy way of saying, "Eh, yeah, let's screw the cruise ship passengers out of uh, five more bucks. Uh, It will be charged to passengers whose cruise ship dock at two of its ports the Austin Monsanto Marine Terminal in Crown Bay, that's in St. Thomas, and the Anne E. Abramson Marine Facility in Frederickstead. The fees collected will fund the initial stages of development projects in Crown Bay and Frederickstead. This includes enhancements to infrastructure, dredging operations, and the construction of a third cruise terminal in Crown Bay. Earlier this summer, the Bahamas imposed a new tax on cruise passengers, which also starts January 1st. So we're kind of getting double dipped by some of the ports now. While we're talking about Royal Caribbean, they have decided to up the age limit in the solarium, it's been 16. It's changing to 18. And that's going to be fleet-wide. And that is effective immediately. So. All right, folks. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Dennis is here. Dennis, I hope you're still with me. 
because I'm not entirely sure on the pronunciation of a word. But the Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection, uh, their CEO, Jim Murin, popped the cork of a six-liter bottle of Moet and Chandon to signal the start of Yama, is the way I'm guessing this is pronounced. The spelling is... Oh, it's I-L-M-A, Ilma's, Ilma's float out. Okay, so Ilma, I thought it was L-L-M-A, and I I tried looking that up this morning, and there was no L-L-M-A pronunciation anywhere. Okay, so that's I-L-M-A, so it's Ilma's, that's the new Ritz-Carlton Yacht Collection ship, the the float out. Come on, Don. As chantez the Atlantique during festivities yesterday. If things go to plan, CEO Murin will be uncorking many more bottles of champagne in the coming years as his company aims for eight to ten new builds for multiple Marriott International brands, all probably from Chante de the Atlantique. But Tuesday evening, it was all the Ilma. Ritz Carson's second yacht and the first of two LNG powered new bills formed the impressive backdrop for a dry dock celebration. The blades of the yachts as a pods polished to a gleam and, demo- and demonstration. Uh, Ilma's marina platform was unfolded. So congratulations to Ritz-Carlton on getting a new boat uh, floated out. All right, now let's go over to the chat room, see who else is here. Uh, got down to uh, Dennis. Dennis, 50 before 50. That's correct. 50 before 50. And I said that wrong, so I apologize to uh, Sylvia. Hot Air Tom is here. Quick question for the chat room. When you travel to Europe, coming from the States, do you bring cash to pay for everything, or is it best to use credit cards? Uh, I'm not sure what everybody's going to say about that. I try to use cash uh, whenever possible, just so I don't have to deal with the the, the fees and stuff. Um, but there, I mean, anything major, obviously, I don't carry enough cash to pay for hotels and stuff like that. That I'd put on a credit card. But a lot of the incidents, the incidental kind of things, you know, transfers and uh, bus transportation, taxis, things like that. I like to pay cash for them. That's my personal opinion. Dennis says, a reminder that most of the workers are brought in as seasonal help from outside Alaska. Yeah, they are. The wells are probably on their way south for the winter. Yeah, it's actually... um, uh, we had a really good week uh, when when I was out at sea, but the uh, K 
Captain Charles, who was captain of the boat I was on, said that they were figuring there would be another week of it. So by the middle of September, the whales have started heading south. They, you know, they, a lot of them go to Hawaii. The other thing that just constantly amazes me about whales is they're identified by their tails and uh, and they're named by their tail. And these guys that are up there every day, they call the whales by name. They have a book of the tail, a picture of the tail and the name of the, of the whale. And let's say a whale that we saw last week goes to Hawaii and somebody out in Hawaii will see it and say, oh, there's such and such just got in from Alaska. I mean, it's like they know these, these critters. I found it amazing. Uh, Hot Air Tom says, I use a card that has no exchange fees, NCL MasterCard. If I'm in one country for a few days and I think I need some cash, I'll use a debit card to get cash from an ATM in country. All right. Hot Air Tom's been over there more than I have recently. He would be more of a person to answer that question. Make sure you use a good exchange rate site so you know what a good rate is. Lots of various rates. Buyer beware, basically. Tom, do you have a visa to get into Europe? I guess. And if you do, how long does it take to send and get it back? There's Amigo John up in Minnesota. By the way, John, we did have, I tend to call her, Lady J was on the show yesterday from her little event on Sunday. Didn't get a chance to tell you that. Uh, M's with us. Good morning, M. M says, good morning to John, too. It's good to see you. Anyone know why the tram in Alaska is down? They just close it at a certain time of the season. Uh, yeah. Well, for several reasons. One, uh, a lot of the people that work the tram are seasonal workers. And the cruise ships have expanded the season, but some of those seasonal workers have gone back, gone back to college or whatever. Uh, the other thing on the tram, you get into cold and windy weather like they've been having in Juneau, you can't take that thing up the, up the mountain. So, yeah, not surprised at all. And it might be shut down for the season. I don't know specifically on that. I haven't checked on it. But I've I've been there on days when it was windy that they they couldn't take the tram. Uh, and then, you know, up on top of that mountain, uh, if it's 35 or 40 degrees in Juneau, it's going to be at least 20 degrees colder on top of that mountain. So it could be, I mean, it could be iced up on, on top of the mountain. When I was there in May last year, I went up on the tram and was in uh, snow and sleep at the, on the top of the mountain. 
And now it's in the mid-afternoon when it, you know, you think it would be warmed up. And then pops in to make sure you get a good exchange exchange rate also. Use your credit card and cash. It depends on what you're doing. When I did both, I was in the Philippines. Kenneth started January. We will need to have an uh, ETI, yes, EDIUS, which is electronic for EU, assuming they don't delay it again. It's been delayed many times. The website is not active yet for apps. So for there's a good possibility that by our trips in 25, we'll have to have the ETIS. I'm not familiar with uh, what would you consider a good rate. Okay, thanks, Tom. We will check that out. Hopefully, they get active again. Uh, Ilma. Ilma. Okay. I didn't. I didn't put enough of the double E sound. Ilma. Thanks, Dennis. When I was there, I would take out five to 6,000 pesos. Their money is different. It goes a long way. So I Googled 1,000 pesos. It's about 20 bucks. If you use cash, take enough out that you look for what you need for a week or at least the next few days. Um, I'm thinking Chile needs to visit the eye doctor for a new prescription or buy a very large screen device to enhance reading. Thanks, Hot Air. Chantier Atlantique. Chantier Atlantique. I thought I was close to that. Atlantique. The final S is silent in French. Yeah. Chantier means shipbuilder. No, I didn't know that. All right, so that's a new one. There's Robin. Hi, Robin Wilkins. How are you? Robin says she's there going for 25 days. That's, of course, that's Kenneth and Robin, Emily, in case you didn't know that. Uh, we missed the other Royal Caribbean news. They are upping the age limit for the adult pool, 16 to 18. Yep, that was one of my stories this morning, hot air. There's Mr. Bucket List. What's going on, folks? We were just talking about you uh, yesterday, uh, Justin. Each whale tail is distinct. Yeah, it's like a, a fingerprint, only it's their tail. And they're all, to, I was, it was fascinating just to look through the book at all the different shapes and of the tails and stuff. I, I mean, you know, to me, a whale's tail is a whale's tail, but not to them. Uh, 74, 25 days of cruise won't be all Europe. The first part of the cruise has a lot of sea days. There's Gary older than dirt. Hi, Gary. 
Good to see you again. Sorry, he's late. Okay, that's okay. You can always go back and watch the uh, the replay. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Again, there is no uh, solo cruise uh, show uh, at twelve today. Thank goodness. Uh, it was it was good to meet all of the people at uh, at Viva. That's the booking agent for uh, Passion for Cruises USA solos. Uh, and Pete and I did a presentation for them on hosted solo cruises and uh, maybe to help them some in uh, dealing with um, solo travelers. So those of you that don't know, solo travel now, uh, the, the two areas are, that are the greatest growing, the fastest growing segments in the cruise world is solo travel and accessible travel <laughs> and i fit both so uh anyway that's going to wrap up the show for today uh as always smash that thumbs up button that helps us out a bunch and i will see everybody back here same time same channel tomorrow uh, and as always guys stay safe stay healthy Think about cruising. And hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Y'all have a fabulous day. I'll see everybody tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.